Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of the Crystal Coast Podcast. I am your host and owner, Michael Zangwill. Thank you so much for joining us. We have an amazing episode featuring Shepherd Barbecue. Right on Emerald Isle, Elizabeth and Brandon Shepherd. They share some just awesome stories for you guys. I can't wait for you to listen to them. After you're done listening, please make sure you follow the Crystal Coast Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We're going to be sharing a bunch of clips and information from the podcast. Also, please follow Shepherd Barbecue, and I would also turn on your Instagram notifications for them like I do, because you don't want to miss a special. You don't want to miss anything from these guys. They are must-try food if you haven't, and they're always innovating, coming out with new stuff. So, not going to delay any further. Enjoy the episode. We're here with Brandon and Elizabeth Shepard of Shepard's Barbecue, located right on Emerald Isle. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Glad you're here. Yeah, I appreciate you guys making the time for me. For people who have never heard your story, talk a little bit about where did you guys grow up and how did you meet each other? Well, uh, I'm from Swansboro, born and raised. And I grew up in Beaufort, so pretty local to the area. Definitely. Uh, We met actually in uh, the restaurant business. We actually both worked at a restaurant. I worked in the back of the house. She worked in the front of the house. And... Here we are. <laughs> That's right. Really old school story. Yeah. How it works. Yeah. So you kind of, oh, you've been in the area, Crystal Coasters, and in the food business. And you actually, Shepherd's Barbecue is not your first business together. Uh, no, no. We've uh, been going for a while now, but uh, it kind of started from the food truck thing, I would say. I mean, we just kind of got tired of working for other people and kind of wanted to start our own thing. And, it was actually her idea. <laughs> so all this is my fault, is what he's telling me. <laughs> so yeah, we started with the food truck, uh, then we moved over to a juice bar on the island. And uh, when we were going to branch into barbecue, we had a different location in the Swansboro area that did not work out. So when COVID hit, we decided just to um, take the location we had of Nourish and kind of pivot um, and turn it into the barbecue concept. So that's how we got from food truck to barbecue. So right now you guys are uh, located right on Emerald Drive. Um, you were nourished was over by the pier. Correct. So you're doing juices, stuff. You have to explain how you go from fresh juices <laughs> to barbecue. That is as big of a spectrum jump as you're probably going to find for business owners in a food industry. Like I don't, I can't think of a more wide jump. Well, uh, we've always planned on having multiple concepts. So, I mean, I, I always get kind of bored with things. So I like to jump all over the place. And uh, we actually nurse came from more of a need, I guess. We thought the area needed something like this. It's the beach. You know, there's no way to get, you know, healthier food. Everyone's always asking for it. We were looking for it at the time, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, why not just do it ourselves? So, I mean, we brought poke bowls. Uh, fresh juices, like all kinds of things. Sahi. Yeah, society bowls. And I mean, it was going great. I mean, the dynamic and just the whole, you know, I mean, couldn't ask for a more perfect thing. And I mean, it was starting to blow up, you know, really well. And like I said, that's when things got a little crazy. With think, COVID. With COVID. <laughs> yeah, it changed the dynamic of a lot of things. It did. Yeah. So, Especially the island. So was that the main reason that you thought well, if we shift to barbecue, that's going to open up some different opportunities for sales to us. Or what was the main motivation 
And it was more family friendly as a whole. You know, when you have a family come up, you're going to have one or two people in that group that love poke bowls. But yeah, before that was, we actually already had the barbecue concept on the way. And at the same time, because we were going to have nourish and then we we're going to move into barbecue as well. And have, and have that in Swansboro. Uh, so we had already bought everything. Everything was in there. All the equipment, the we building, were, the location. We were just trying to get you know everything with the lease and the permits sure. and all that kind of. Situation. Which is a complicated process. Uh, it okay. is, especially in different towns have different rules. Absolutely. And um, Emerald Isle is definitely the most business friendly, welcoming community we have ever experienced. So uh, we just decided this was the best yeah. fit. And you already had the location on Emerald Isle, so that made a used from the nourish to the barbecue you already had the location so that that helps things exactly. along right. so when we were having issues with the you know getting it started in swansboro the barbecue place and then like i said it was just going downhills uphill battle and uh basically i guess the thing to kind of switch it over like i said we kept saying it was COVID hit and then so it put a whole standstill over there in swansboro and we were losing money there and we were doing the juice bars, which was going great. But then when COVID hits and, you know, everyone stops coming out and everyone's looking for basically, I guess, family meals that, you know, you can kind of shift over. And everyone, one person can pick it up, yeah. bring it to their family because no one can actually get out at that time. I mean, not everyone's going to get like trays of Pokeballs <laughs> and juices. And That's a tough sell for the kids. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, we already had the equipment and we were like, I kept telling her, I was like, look, maybe we should just, you know. And I fought it for about yeah, three like, solid months. I, said, we, <laughs> I think we should just go ahead and, you know, let this hit the back burner. Go ahead and bring the barbecue actually over here. And I mean, it's it's something everyone can actually get into. There's multiple items. It, it's very family friendly. And we finally went for it. And I'm not going to lie, the first day after cooking all that stuff, you kind of sit back and you're like, all right, is anyone actually going to come for this? <laughs> this was a lot of stuff, but real expensive. And I mean, like I said, I sat back thinking about that the other day. It's like from going from that to where we are now, I mean, it was, it's been quite a ride. Now, anyone who's tried your barbecue knows it's as good as you're going to find. What experience did you have that allowed you to have the confidence that we could sell barbecue commercially? Like, what were you doing? Were you doing it for fun? Did you just have a smoker in your house? Like, what kind of experience did you have that gave you the confidence that this is going to work? Well, to be honest, it, it was, it's been in my family for a while, you know, just, you know, whether it's been family reunions or, you know, just sitting around the house and, you know, at the time of grandfather. And then, you know, I had a smoker at the house for, you know, a little bit and played around on it. And like I said, it, it was just really something that's, like I said, I never expected to be doing for a living, but I did it for fun and I was like, why not? <laughs> well, and the thing about Brandon is, um, when he gets really passionate about something, he gets obsessed with knowledge and just reads everything he can. He goes and learns from people, you know, he asks lots of questions and he decided he was going to go be in this barbecue competition and you show up and you've got all these, you know, professional guys and guys that do this for a living 
travel around, you know, the United States and do all these competitions. And here we are with this little offset smoker and these guys are these huge smokers out there. I mean, we were kind of like, oh, <laughs> and they were laughing at Brandon, like, look at this guy with this little smoker. And then he ended up winning the competition. No way. And so we called that the little engine that could, and that's actually the little smoker that's out front that's got plants in it now. That was his original first offset smoker. So, yeah, it's been with us for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so that really gave you the confidence that, all right, I can hang with these guys that do it full time. Yeah. I'm just dabbling right now, I'm yeah. learning, I'm trying to get better. You open up, you said it started off pretty good, or what was the response initially? The, the, the response initially was kind of, it, it was a mixed bag, really, because uh, you had people that were excited to see barbecue. You know, you had some, like, real hardcore enthusiasts that came. I mean, we had one lady, she was probably, I don't know, maybe in her 80s or so. She comes up, and she's, you know, ordering out the window, and, you know, just thinking, you know, your average customer. And then finally, she blurts out. She's, like, super excited. She's like, can I see your smoker in the back? <laughs> We're like, we're like, yeah, why not? And we, she's like telling us, she's like, I actually, you know, do smoking at my house and this and that. And you never really expected that, like to see so much excitement. You, you find so many people and you get to hear the stories and everything. It was amazing. Then you had the other aspect where people are, are used to, uh, I guess, more of your chain restaurants, which like I said, I mean, it, there's a place for everything, but when you start bringing in brisket and other things, I get it. Everyone knows North Carolina is, is hands down. It, it's we don't even call it, you know, full pork. It's barbecue. Like there, there's nothing else that exists. So you bring in that stuff, and and people were kind of looking at it like, you know, we, we don't really see this around here. What is this? And so, I mean, we've even had people ask us, "What's the difference between brisket and pulled pork?" So it's it's a very new concept to a lot of people. And when they first taste it, it's amazing to them. So. And then it's always a big thing to know. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand it's the hours. Because they're like, well, how can you run out of something? And, and they're not used to something being on a smoker, which can only hold but so much meat at once. And then when the cooks are around from 10 to anywhere up to 16 hours, you only have that 24 hours in a day. Right. So when they weren't quite understanding the cooking process and like how it's like literally everything's fresh for that day. Once it runs out, there's no way of, you know, getting some more stuff on. Right. So that was kind of a learning curve and we still kind of deal with that now. But I think a lot of people are starting to understand, understand yeah. you know, the old school way of barbecue and how it goes. And it's more of an experience and it's great food and it just takes a lot of time. and. People are starting to get it now. So. It's a labor of love. It definitely <laughs> It's a lot of work, and it's it's not something like, oh, we just ran out of this. Let me just grab a little bit more. Like you said, oh, it's right. smoking for hours and hours and hours. So you are, you're projecting how many people can I uh, feed today, and if more people want to come, like you got to come early. I, I've seen you guys yeah. post specials on on Instagram, and I come as fast as I possibly can. Sorry, we, we sold out. <laughs> So I start turning your post alerts on my phone like I am not missing another nacho special or anything ever again. Like I'm going to be, if I want it, I'm going to make sure I get it because it goes quick because you guys are really starting to, to grow. And talking about your growth, you're at the location by the pier. When did you realize 
this location is maybe holding us back or not really allowing us to to uh, to grow the way we need to grow. Because you're you having people come, you're selling, you're doing well, but it's the location's kind of holding you back, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. When we were in that location, uh, I was. I mean, I'm always looking at you know what can we do next, what can we do next, you know, and where things are going. And one thing that we started noticing is as you know summer got close to nearing it was we forgot that we it was like oh perfect location you know beach everything was great then it starts to realize yes the beach is right there what happens in our area during you know beach time that line there was a line of traffic that i mean you would see the same car sitting in front of your building for almost two hours yeah, before they me. even moved. And so all we start getting calls and you know Facebook messages and everything saying, look, we're trying to get down there, we're trying to get we've been in line for this long and you know some people were like, I'm sorry man, I couldn't make it today. And it was just a, a constant thing. Like so if you had to literally sell as much food as you could before around one thirty to two o'clock yeah. or else that line was just gonna shut you down. And I mean, like, so we were doing a decent amount of business, but like having that cutoff time every right. time. The very day. limited parking, no indoor seating, right. all those things that we have now have really helped us grow. So essentially, you would, I'm excited for a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get up, cook all night, because that's what you do. You cook yes. overnight. That's how you smoke them. And you're ready. You have all this food prepared, the proteins, briskets. That stuff's not cheap. So like you need to sell. Like your goal is sell out every day. Absolutely. Yeah, because uh, it's not something that you can just take on to the next day. No. You don't want to reheat a biscuit. No. <laughs> it's the worst thing possible. <laughs> so yeah, like you get it all done, like you're saying. And but then all this traffic trying to get to the pier parking mm-hmm. is essentially closing your business. Absolutely. So you've prepared the food. You have this wonderful food ready to go. People want it, mm-hmm. and they can't get to it. Right. So now the discussion starts. We probably need to relocate because we yeah. we can do this in the fall. We can right. do this in the winter. We can do this in the spring. But summer, our business basically yeah. drops when the population is at its absolute right. highest. <laughs> when which most is businesses are stri- yes. and yeah. saving for the off season. Exactly, <laughs> you're you're actually getting held back. Right. So talk a little bit about where did you start looking and that process of all right, we need a location that's not going to be held back by traffic. I mean, traffic is what it is on the island. Everyone knows it. Right. But how do we make that the not something that really impacts us day to day we actually before we even thought about necessarily moving we looked at the location we're in now to do a different concept we were actually going to bring in a seafood concept into this place with a another chef uh from Wilmington. he's been kind of a mentor of mine uh, his name was keith rhodes he owns a catch restaurant and uh, also a food truck we were going to do basically a collaboration restaurant in this very place. I mean, we were looking at it. It was great. And then, like, we, we just kind of dialed back off of it, left it alone. So then when, like I said, it was came time to basically move, and it was like we have to find somewhere else. Elizabeth kept pressing for this place. And <laughs> I was trying to move to Charlotte. <laughs> I was like, let's just move the business there. She was like, no, you know, we, we got to go check this place out. And we looked at it again. She got pressed for it and talking to the owner because she didn't at one point in time she didn't want anyone in here. And so uh, she ended up saying, you know what? 
maybe it's a good idea, and she gave us a shot. We got in, and then here we are. Yeah. Now, this building used to be a restaurant, and what kind of condition was it in when you got in? What kind of work did you have to do to transition it to, uh, we're, we're able to bring food into here. Right. This place actually used to be quite a few things as a writing. I mean, I think it was, I- It started I, as a real estate office. It was an internet cafe. Yeah. It was a few different restaurants. Yeah. When we first got here to look at it for the seafood restaurant, it was actually in fairly bad condition because, because of, of the mm. hurricane. I mean, she never really got the chance to do all the remodeling and stuff like that. So after that, I mean, we ended up coming back and there was another restaurant just before that where uh, he did a lot of work and she, you know, they, they basically tried to revive the place. And uh, he ended up uh, leaving, and that's when we kind of got our opportunity. So when we got in, it was in, it was in pretty good condition. I mean, but we ended up doing a lot of painting. We had to put up a like a wall to block exactly. off the kitchen from the dining room. Uh, it was completely open. I think their floor plan was a little opposite. Like they had their seating on the other side, and we so pretty much make, tried to switch everything yeah. around and make things harder than it should have been. Probably, yeah. but that's the way we like to do things. And, like I said, I mean, it was kind of hard to see the vision at first because trying to come to a restaurant that's already kind of built and then you have these needs and it's kind of set up this way and, and then you, you have no exact idea of like, all right, what equipment I got, this and that. It was, it was kind of plug and play for a while, but slowly we got building and adding and adding. And yeah. So far, I mean, it, I think we've done pretty well. And it, Looks like home for us. Yeah. So. Well, the main draw of moving the location, now you have indoor and outdoor seating, right. which is really important. Mm -hmm. You have more, way more parking. Right. You have a nice space for your smoker, the yeah. bread and butter of the business, yeah. right? And, and the visibility. And the visibility. You're right on the main road. It's easy. There's an in and an out. There's, you're not having a line of traffic blocking you. It really checks a lot of boxes that mm -hmm. help help you. Absolutely. Has it helped you? When we were on Triple D. Yeah. <laughs> so so far, I mean, it, it, it has been amazing. Like I said, uh, we've we're still to this day. There are people that are coming in and saying, like, "When did you guys open?" And yeah, it's like, I lived on this island for three years. Yeah, I didn't know so you were yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> we, were, we were going by. And we saw you. I mean, it's brought so many customers, and I mean, literally, you know, businesses across the street. Those guys have come over. They've showed us like amazing support. I mean, just everyone around it, that actually knows that we're here now yeah. are, have been so great. So, I mean, it's been working well. Well, the new location is now a place that you can, oh, I, oh, I didn't see that over there as you're driving by. Whereas the previous location by the pier is like, if you know, you know, kind of thing. Right. Because yeah. you couldn't see it from the road, you didn't have, you weren't able to have any signage all the way down at the end of the street. Right. So now it's, you can get discovered a little bit more easily just by people driving through and people are able to actually drive through and drive by, not drive through as a drive through, but drive through the street, drive through the neighborhood and see you guys. That's awesome. You mentioned Triple D, Guy Fieri and his crew. How did you get on their radar and did you think you were getting scammed when they first yeah. reached out to you? Actually, um, I'll answer that if that's okay. <laughs> so we, uh, we got an email and I contacted the person and um, that was actually one of the first questions I asked was, is this actually legitimate or what, you know, 
we were sitting in Lowe's parking lot picking up some supplies to work on the restaurant and uh, Brand's like just call them just call them so I did and uh, it was awesome so uh, you actually I guess our customers um, are the ones that initially start contacting the show and you go into like a database and after your restaurant gets um, recommended so many times, I think then the producers kind of switch over and take things from there. Pretty so, much some of that. Yeah. How, that's how <laughs> it I mean, uh, it, it was kind of a, a lucky thing that happened because, uh, like I said, we had just by chance started checking emails that day, and I, I ran across it and I was skimming past, and I was like, what was like, that? And I looked at it. And I, I was like, yeah, let's look at this real quick. And I read it to her. We both looked at each other and we're like, nah. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, well, let's start doing some research. We looked up the guy's name and everything. We're looking at the company and we're like, this actually seems real. So then, yeah, she made that call. And I mean, it, we were blown away. But yeah, it, it's pretty much a customer thing. Is they look at the certain areas that they, they plan on going to. And if they have, you know, some customers that have been, you know, generating a lot of buzz and saying, hey, you got to check this place out. They do an extensive, you know, background, like they, they look at everything and they happen to like what we were doing. Yeah. What a compliment yeah. that your customers cared enough about like exactly. this food, these people are awesome, this food is awesome, and pushing that, enough people pushed it exactly. to sign, like I personally didn't even know that was a thing that you can do. Right. People took the time to figure out how do I get them on this show. Exactly. What a compliment that is to you guys. And that's pretty much what we all owe it to. I mean, yes, I mean obviously your food has to be good, but for people to go out of their way and say, "Hey, you know, you know, I'm going to go look this up, take my time, and actually suggest these guys." I mean, like I said, I mean the customer reaction and support has been amazing. So, I mean, if it wasn't for them, none of that would happen. That's. I love that. That's that's like Crystal Coast at its finest. People supporting it, supporting local businesses, and making sure uh, that you guys are getting the recognition you deserve. So, we see a very small clip of what the filming actually is. I think the your part of the show was what maybe eight minutes, if that. I'm not sure, but it was, yeah, it was, it was small. It was a small one, but I know they're here for more than eight minutes. Oh yeah. Talk about uh, what you're able to. The process of filming and all that some of the things you had to jump through or do to make that happen yeah uh, well from that eight minutes it's actually like three whole actual days of filming yeah and that's not even including all the days that you're like i mean answering like, calls yeah and questions. like two hour phone calls and stuff like that i mean it's a lot it's very detailed it, i mean they I mean, the whole time you do it, I mean, they all of a sudden they just come in, you know, you shut down your business for a little bit. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. There's all these different processes they have that I guess basically setting up. I mean, your your whole kitchen gets rearranged. I mean, they kind of set it up almost like a little studio. I mean, it was a really cool process. I mean, you get to see all these things that now when we watch the show, we're yeah. like, oh, look, look, you know, they're setting this up and how they do it. I mean, it was a cool thing. Yeah. You learn a lot, basically. I mean, and especially with the whole, I mean, the, the second day, I believe, is when Guy was coming to uh, do his uh, filming and everything. So everything building up to that was kind of anxiety. So they filmed three days. They cut it down to a small clip. What was your initial reaction when Guy Fieri walked in the room? 
Oh, well, it, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because Tennessee's actually coming. Like, they're, like, calling out. He's, like, five minutes away. He's two <laughs> minutes away. <laughs> so it's, like, this huge countdown, and they're getting ready for him. I mean, he comes in, and he, you know, he's, like, looking around and stuff like that. And he's, you know, doing the same. And, I mean, at first, like, he came in, he went straight to the back, and he was talking to his producers and everything. And we find out, like, he had just flew in, like, literally, like, minutes from – I forget what state it was, but yeah, it was a Rage Against Machine concert. I mean, it was great. Yeah. So, uh, and then he comes out. I mean, you're kind of wondering, you know, like, uh, you know, what are you going to get? And, you know, he starts talking to us and we're we're doing the whole filming thing. And, I mean, the more, like, we keep talking, like, the more you realize, I mean, mean, he's actually, as advertised, a really nice guy. Yeah. It's a very surreal experience at first when he, like, steps in your door. It feels really like almost like an out-of-body experience it's like you see him on the show and now he's sitting in your restaurant and is this really happening yeah. and it was it was really wild it was it was yeah. a lot to take in for me i've been one i mean i was a fan of that show i watched him a little yeah. so yeah to see him constantly on the show on tv and then all of a sudden it's like all right he's actually here in yeah. front of you about to you know do your restaurant eat your food yeah <laughs> Uh, it was it was really cool, like she said. I mean, yeah. it was the weirdest feeling. But right. like I said, he, I guess, not only has he been doing it for so long, but he, I guess, gets that reaction a lot. He knows how to talk to people and to yeah. make everyone, you know, kind Comfort. of calm. Like, yeah. Hey, yes, you're about to be on TV. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably a big deal for you guys. Yeah. But hey, I mean, you know, it's just it's just Tuesday for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and like I said, he, he's yeah. actually really good. With yeah. What was that? night before the, the food prep leading up to it were you nervous about like my smoker's not going to work the right way like i got to make sure this is perfect what kind of emotions and pressure did you feel leading up to that that cook the days were so long because yeah because we had to like shut down for they give you kind of a window and so we it was in season for us i mean this was the end of july the first week in august and we we're having to shut our business down at the height of the season, you know? So it was very stressful. Um, and we wanted to make sure everything was right and perfect. And The first night I did, but the rest of it was just kind of like on like pilot mode. Cause yeah. I mean, like it, it is actually a lot of work. I mean, you go from all the prep, you know, to the long cooks as usual. And then as soon as they come in, I mean, it's like a storm. I mean, these guys have been doing this for like 42 seasons. Yeah. So I mean, they got it like on lock. I mean, yeah. And it's one thing after another. So like you're kind of like your adrenaline's going, so you're, you're so you know kind of just out there with it and kind of enjoying the moment and trying to take everything in. That like as soon as you realize he actually is coming and he's about to eat your food, like you're like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm maybe you're already doing this. Like I, I mean, yes, you want to make sure it's perfect, but I actually kind of almost gave a little more confidence at, at that point in time. Like I mean, it's like. Because I, I talked to a model and she basically, I, I didn't tell her exactly what was happening because I couldn't, but just she kind of reminded me, hey, you know what you're doing, basically, you know, just do your thing. And, and I kind of remember those kind of words and just like enjoy it. So I just kept telling myself, enjoy the moment, don't worry too much, and just try to make it happen. A mom's reassurance goes a long way. I've been <laughs> using that for the longest time. I mean, on my first job, it was a con- you know, constantly telling myself what my mom would always tell me. So, I kind of use that again. 
but you've also put in the reps, cook after cook after cook. Yes. You know what works. You can look at a piece of brisket. You can look at a rack of ribs and you know, I need to do this. I need to do that. This needs this time. So you had put in the reps. But when he is standing there, you're putting together the food and him and his son bite into it. Were you nervous? Like, I, I was a little nervous. I mean, because, like, yeah, once you're on camera and it's like, all right, this is that moment. I mean, you know you did it right, but it's like, I mean, are they really going to like it? And I mean, they're eating it and they take, you know, the, you know, the TV bite. And it's like, all right, they pass that. And they say it, you know, it's real good. And I actually, a little background story, I actually kind of doomed myself that where I lost a little confidence. I watched some crazy video and all about, you know, if he likes food or not, you know, has he ever not liked any food? And the one thing I said was, uh, normally, you know, if he takes a bite, you know, just goes on, whatever, I mean, maybe he doesn't like it, but if he keeps eating it, I mean, he ate the first bite and then they, they kind of took some off the camera. They just kept eating it. They finished it. Yeah. And they were talking off camera about how great it was. I was like, man, this feels really good. You know, like, all right, I passed the test, but still you're like, all right, I mean, maybe he's just trying to be nice. Yeah. Too. yeah. But then, then yeah. Yeah, so then at the end, he said, what are you guys doing on Thursday? <laughs> and we're like, um, nothing. And he, so he invited us to cater his family reunion. And so that was just a really huge honor um, to be able to pass the guy test. But also he wants to welcome you into his family, which is exactly what he did. Um, we went down and catered for about 60 people. And it was literally like just cooking for your own family. I mean, just what great people they are. Um, welcoming and just easygoing, relaxed, have fun. It was like hanging out with your own family you hadn't seen in 10 years at your own family reunion. It was, it was a really fun time. So for those that didn't get to see the TV episode yet, you guys were on diners, drives, and dives. He filmed, he did the whole thing. Then part of him being in the area was his grandparents had a home in Moorhead city and they were doing a family reunion there. They rented like three huge beach houses. Mm -hmm. Another show that they were doing was guys family reunion. And it was kind of them getting reunited with their family. It's been a while. And he had you cater one of the dinners for them. Right. And if you didn't watch this episode, they huge tents, they were cooking outside at one point, they were getting catering in and they, had you guys cater the whole meal? Right. Did they pick the menu or did they say bring everything? Uh, it was a little both. He, right. he picked the menu and picked it, but he pretty much went down the whole menu and, and said like everything. So yeah. <laughs> we, we were pretty happy about that because uh, we actually were told ahead of time, you know, like, hey, you know, if you guys, you know, have a chance, would you guys be interested in catering, you know, guys from your union? And we said, yeah, I mean, if, you know, if that's, if that's what you guys want, of course. You know, then, you know, we didn't hear anything back, and we were like, uh, so did you guys want us to do that? They're like, well, I mean, if a guy wanted to do it, probably would have heard one. Yeah. Like, like, okay, then you pick somebody else. I was like, you know, that's, that's great for them. You know, it's cool. So like she was saying, I mean, after that, and, you know, he basically, as soon as we were done filming and they cut the cameras off, he asked us that. I mean, I don't think he's just like, you know, kind of the conversation, like, what are you guys doing Thursday? <laughs> And he asked the sign, I mean, we were both like blown away. That was a cool saying. I mean, yeah, like I said, he literally looked at the menu, 
and said, yeah, bring this, 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 and it was like the next day we had to do this. We were like, yeah, we'll make it happen. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And in the episode, he's quite literally walking around eating a rib. Yeah. Like, no plate, <laughs> no napkins. He just has a rib by the end, and he's just walking around like, make sure you get more of that, make sure you get more of that. And like, he's encouraging people to eat it. You guys got some screen time on there. What a compliment. Like, I know I said that was a compliment before with customers yeah. recommending you to the Triple D. Yeah. But Guy Fieri handpicking your restaurant to feed his family. Exactly. It, it's like the pinnacle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we are definitely blown away by that because, I mean, he can pick anywhere in this place and he can have food flown out if he wanted to. But to have him pick you, you guys and feed his, you know, his mother, his father, I mean, closest family members, everything, it was a huge compliment. And he was actually like that. I mean, he was basically like the host of everything. Like when the cameras were gone, he was making sure everyone had everything. I mean, before he even sat down and ate anything, I mean, he, of course, took care of his family. He was taking care of all the, you know, the camera crew, making sure they had food, making sure, you know, everyone had drinks. I mean, it was great. The biggest thing that I kind of realized, you know, when I found out, you know, Guy Perry is who he is, because we're over there sitting, uh, you know, sitting back in the corner, everyone's eating, watching everybody, you know, we're kind of cleaning up, doing this and that. And uh, they had a food truck there, which we've actually, you know, became really good friends with. They're called uh, Candy Queen, great people. Well, uh, they, before they're leaving, they're, they're grabbing the plate, you know, and they're you know, going back to the food truck. And, you know, a guy comes running out. I'm thinking, oh, my God. I was like, maybe they weren't supposed to eat right then. But I was like, oh, my God. He's going like, to yell at them or something. I was like, this couldn't, you know, I, I don't know. I can't see this. He's like, hey, hey. And he's like, you know, yelled after him. He's like, where are you guys going? And then he's, he's like, no. He's like, you guys don't sit out here in the food trail out here in the dark. Come, you know, come sit down. Come, come. I mean, I was like, wow. I was like, for him to, you know, I, obviously he's been a kitchen guy before. To take those guys, like, you know, don't go eat outside your truck. You know, that's what we're all used to doing, like sitting in a corner somewhere eating your food real quick. He had him sit down with his family, got him drinks, this and that. I was like, that really cool. I was like, it was great to see that. So, you know, we're cleaning up, about to leave. Then he does the same thing to us. He brings us in. And he's like, oh, you got to sit down. And I'm looking around like, um, well, there's nowhere to sit. You know, I'm like, hey, it's okay. He's like, no, I'll come. So then I was, I was like, I was like, Elizabeth was like, well, you know, you want to sit down? I'm like, I'm just going to sit. She's like, yeah, there is. She grabs a seat, sits down next to Hunter. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just stand here. You know, I can't find the seat. And then that's when the guy was like, oh, he grabs a seat, puts it right next to him. And I'm like, wow, you know, because I was just going to, you know, I'm the shy type. I was going to back out, but. I just said Elizabeth jumped right in there. Yeah, wow. and I mean, like, he spent the next four hours being the most gracious host. Um, all the kids were playing games on the tables, and everybody was having great conversation and drinks, and he was just exactly what everybody hopes he is when yeah. you see him on TV. When the cameras are off, he's still that guy, and it's amazing. I mean, like... It is just such a surreal experience to be in his presence and just, he's just amazing. Like it just is very, very humbling to see that he is who you hope he is. Yeah. For him to notice that though, while everything else is going, like you said, he's making sure people are fed, his family's got elderly family members there, kids there, 
himself. Right. But he notices the food truck uh, candy people right. walking off on their own and pulls them in. So no, right, right. just notice that yeah. and have it be important enough to him to say something and yeah. bring you guys. That's, and, that's, and that's when volumes. the cameras are off. Right. So it's yeah. not for it's, show. Right. It's genuine. That's awesome. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And to kind of go along with that, the table that we were sitting at, I mean, he literally, like I said, before he sat down and enjoyed his time with the family, he was looking after all his crew members. We sat at the table with him. He made sure to come sit with us. He was, like I said, talking with us. I mean, we went for four hours long, everyone and talking, having fun. And finally, we were, you know, because we were like, oh, we got to work tomorrow. We got to go. We, we finally, you know, leave. And, and that's pretty much when, you know, he got with his family and had the family time. Like I said, he made sure everyone got, you know, hey, this is, you know, my cool experience. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, like I said, I have never met someone who was so in tune with people and you hear all these stories of celebrities who have this much and they're like oh you know don't have time for anyone to find someone who is like at the top of food network making sure everyone's taken care of was really cool he took the time invited you to his family you had a long conversation can you share any of the advice that he gave you about your business basically uh it, it was, he's obviously, he's done this for a very long time. He's told us some stories about past people that, you know, were literally on the brink of closing their doors and the show came, changed, you know, their whole life. I mean, changed the restaurant and how quickly things moved. I mean, he wanted to make sure there are a few things. One thing, after this happens, make sure you're ready for it. As far as business goes, make sure you have, you know, everything people are going to want to, I guess, get from you, whether it's shirts and stuff like that. You know, they see you, they want to enjoy the experience. They want to bring something back. Make sure you're ready on the business aspect of it. And also just make sure, I guess, you're, you're ready as far as when the business comes in and you have everyone who's fine. You know, you always want people to look at your product, to taste your product and enjoy it. Now you're actually going to get that on a huge scale. So make sure you're at the top of your game. Make sure you're, you know, you're, well, I, actually, I'm going to let her explain this. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, uh, so just, you know, just make sure the experience that they see on TV is what they come in and get. Yeah. And he said, you know, this is like a train. It's coming. You can either jump on or miss it. So be ready. And he gave us a lot of really good advice. I think the one thing that stuck with me the most was, you know, being a part of the Triple D family. And he said to us, you know, there's one thing about this family, you're either in the family or you're not. And if you're in this family, I want all of us to bring each other up, um, to work together. If I have a question and I call on you, I expect you to answer that call and the questions that I have. I mean, and so that's kind of how we stayed in touch with the Candy Queen um, food truck is because we made that little connection at the reunion um, and they were on the show. And so we just, you know, contact each other a couple times a month, kind of bounce ideas, check in, make sure, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? You know, are you guys ready for this? Um, he's got tons and tons of avenues for different things to help your business grow. And he just really shared all of that with us. So um, I think just on the customer aspect, just to be ready, you know, 
be who you were presented to be when people come in the door. You know, they want that fun, kind experience. Um, they want to be able to grab, you know, merchandise and stuff and, and taste those menu items that were highlighted on the show. So don't run out of boss hogs and spicy heifers. So Well, that was my next question is you guys had to sit on this information for a really long time. We did. And prepare, you got your merchandise in order, you're right. kind of behind the scenes quietly, internally getting ready for this. Right. The episode, you get to announce finally a couple a week or so out that it's, it's gonna air. Right. We, we didn't realize you're gonna be on three times. Yeah. And then <laughs> we didn't, we didn't so either. It turns into your you get a lot of TV time. Mm -hmm. What kind of things did you do when the episode the episode aired on a Friday, the first triple D? Right. Were you like expecting a big crowd on Saturday? What was your kind of expectation? We, uh, we were definitely expecting to, I mean, of course, you know, people kind of hear, you know, through, you know, Facebook and stuff like that, maybe, or they came in, seen some pictures. So we, we got a, a good, you know, Buzz going. Yeah, push on business. But definitely after the first show, I mean, we were expecting yeah. to be busy, but it was a lot more than expected. Yeah. And we had actually did a uh, kind of a showing the night a before. Yeah. So uh, a good customer and friend of ours, he brought a, a large screen out here, and we you know showed that we had a bunch of chairs out. And we did like a sample of each of the menu items that we had on Triple D for people just to come through, you know. And it was a great time, you know. Exactly. I mean, we had family, friends, yeah. customers, everybody was out there, but. Uh, I don't think we're exactly ready for what <laughs> We didn't think that it really had such staying power that it did um, because it's been on for so long. Right. And, you know, right. it was just, it was kind of crazy because I, I think it hit that night when the show was getting ready to air and we're, you know, prepared. We made all this food. We invited people, but we only invited them a couple days before, you know, because we weren't sure how it was going to all work out with the weather and everything. So the weather looked like it was going to be good. Our friend Dave was excited to put up his big screen outside. And so we went for it. And I remember putting all those chafing dishes outside and Brandon had made all this food. And I looked at him, I'm like, what if nobody shows up? Like, <laughs> it might just be our moms. <laughs> and then, uh, then I was loading up the chafing dishes. And I remember opening the door and I'm like, there is a lot of people out here. Like there was well over a hundred people sitting out there and we're like, I don't know if we have enough food for this. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Well, well, once again, yeah. it was just real cool to see, like we had already talked about this area, how they support people. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely how they support the businesses. A lot of people, I mean, it's not just a, hey, you know, go to Shepherd Barbecue. I mean, we have people who are constantly posting and resharing and, Anytime we do anything, they're telling people and telling their friends. And yeah, I mean, from going once again to thinking that no one's going to be out there, to yeah. everyone like showing up. And as soon as the episode comes on, we walk out, people start clapping. Yeah, and like, yeah, it was great. I mean, it, it was a real cool experience. And like I said, the people that have come after that, I mean, it's been great. Like, the lines get kind of crazy, and we're still really short staffed. But the patience that people have just to, you know, to try your food and to say, you know, we kind of say, you know, you know sorry about you this now. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. We see you busy. We're yeah. just happy you guys are busy and, and, and thriving and 
And it was amazing that the episode aired in the off season for us. Yes. I mean, you know, as a business owner, yeah. the off season in a tourist area is the hardest time to get through. Yeah. Um, so for it to air and to generate so much buzz in the off season is just, you know, it, it could not have worked out more perfectly for us. I'm really happy to hear that. Thank you. Really happy to hear that. What, I know you, Elizabeth, you're in the front, you're taking the orders, you get to interact. Brandon, you're grinding that kitchen, yeah. make sure every plate looks perfect. What, I know you have conversations with people as they come up. Mm -hmm. Has anyone traveled from just ridiculously far to come try your food? Yeah, so we, um, I think for like a day trip, the furthest that I've heard so far um, is the Charlotte area. So, I mean, that's a five hour trip. For a lunch. Yeah. So, <laughs> and we tell people, cause you know, a lot of times people will message us and say, I'm traveling from Charlotte. And we say, if you're traveling from Charlotte, be here at 11. Cause I'd hate for you to drive five hours and not get what you want. Um, I've got a bunch of messages so far from people from like, uh, I had one person from those, like I think Colorado or something. They're yeah. like, they're like, look, I never even knew about you guys yeah. in that area before. I'm actually coming back just for that. I was like, wow, that's really yeah. cool. I mean, we've got people from uh, Maryland and stuff there. Mississippi. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, all of us that like, are already in the area and then they're now coming to us. Yeah. And we're just starting, like I said, get the people who are saying we're coming to this area just for us, which yeah. is kind of like, wow. And yeah. wait till the spring <laughs> and the summer, you're right. getting people from all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it kind of speaks to that show once again. I mean, it is amazing. How the reach we, that it has. Yeah, a small business can go from one thing to another and how people just constantly support it. And I mean, it, like I said, it's been a huge blessing for us. Incredible. It's the, the show's been on for so long that, you know, so I watch it a lot. You guys said you watch it forever. You kind of forget about the power that they uh, have and the influence they have. But not only because they're so big, but your uh, track record and your personalities and your effort in the business. That's what really brings it in though. Like if it was on TV and the food, it wasn't actually that good and you guys weren't actually nice people and it just wouldn't, it would last for a little while, but mm -hmm. this is gonna last you a long time. It's really gonna carry you for a long time. I really believe that. And they did a lot of homework. I mean, a guy kept telling us, he was like, I mean, you guys are some of the humblest people I've ever met this and that. And and they were like, you know, if it wasn't for you guys being so humble, this thing kept saying that word, and I, I was just like, we've never met before. <laughs> but then, like, uh, while we were talking to him at night, he, I guess he had went through our social media and was looking at some of the things that we Like community support, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, different situations where, I guess, you know, whether someone's having a rough time or, or when, like, the hurricane hit, you know, basically us kind of trying to give back because that's been a huge thing for us. We felt like we never really would be in the situations we are if it wasn't for community. Like everything we've done has been a product of someone trying to give us a hand somehow, or it's like, all right, you know, how do we get to this next level? Yeah. And it's someone, it, like it's you never, always the community support. Yeah, you, you never get this way, you know, and, and get to do all these cool things by yourself. It's always, like you said, support. And so any moment we get to try to give something back, we're there. And and that's like kind of going back right, right back to it. He's done a lot of community support. And that's something I guess they, they kind of look for because it's the 
full kind of circle aspect of the business. A business is absolutely nothing unless you have customers and your community coming to support it. So, I mean, if you don't give back, then I, I mean, people will notice that. You have to support the community that supports exactly. you. Absolutely. We're, we're not, we do as well as we can. We give as much as we can. But if someone comes in looking for some coupons, as long as it's not like, you know, just some random person wanting free stuff. Yeah. I mean, I gotta make money some way. Yeah. But, if it, but if it's a, a 5K, a school function, a raffle, giveaway, veteran, whatever, if it's for some sort of cause or to help people raise money, right. I'll give you as many coupons as I, as I can print right. and make up for you and support schools and all that stuff. And that, and that's time. what small businesses do. For that's what it's about. Yeah. That's I mean, and about. that's what people really have to remember when they're making a choice to support a chain versus a small business. These small businesses make up your community. You know, when things need fundraising, they're the first ones that always come through are the small businesses. So um, it's just, it's been a really awesome experience just to yeah. have a business in this area. Especially because the small businesses are made up of the people who are actually in your community. I mean, we're, we're at the same soccer games, at the same, you know, all these things. I mean, it's not just someone who has bought some large corporation who might live in a different state. I mean, it's the people who live and breathe this area. So, I mean, for people to support the way they have and for us to be able to, I guess, have the means to help and support other people, it's just been a great thing. So, like I said, there's a lot of been really good to it. Well, I really appreciate the stories the insights. I'm super happy for your success. I tried to get over to your first location as soon as I'd seen it on Instagram for a while. I was like, eh, all right, I'm in. Had those ribs sold. Let me try everything else. I'm like a three meat every time I need a, if you had like an all meat platter, I'd probably spend the money on that too. But I'm beyond happy for your, your newfound success and continued success. And I know you guys are just going to build off the back of this uh, food network opportunity because you're great people, you put out a great product, and I'm excited for what's what's in the future for you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Everyone check out Shepherd's Barbecue. They're on all your socials. Check out their website. They're located right on Emerald Isle, Emerald Drive. You can't miss it. Uh, hours will fluctuate based on the season, but just check their Instagram for the most up-to-date information and uh, try the whole menu. Yes, sir.